With an offseason ahead in which we hope that the Chicago Bulls are prepared to make the necessary changes to the roster to really improve and kind of just balance out the roster a little bit more. We're going to assess the trade value of a lot of the players on this team. We're also going to get into the question of, is Billy Donovan even willing to make the adjustments necessary to the offense, even with new players coming into the building? We'll talk about all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. If you want to follow me right off the top, you can do so at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we're on. But let's go and get into the content for today. So, in, 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 so far in this offseason, we've talked about the ways and avenues in which the Chicago Bulls can improve this team. It's been heavily focused on my side on kind of what the realistic values that they have as far as how, how they can add players through free agency, right? Through signing uh, new players, what kind of the permutations they have to really add to this team that way. But of course, another way that we can, that the Bulls can add to this team is trades, right? And that is something that, especially considering how close the Bulls will be up to that luxury tax that they do not go into um, once they re-sign a player like Kobe or a player like Booch, and just how close to that luxury tax they'll be, another avenue outside of mid-level exceptions, the biannual exception, that the Bulls can add value to this team, either it be through through uh, draft picks or whether it be through going after other players, is through the trade market, is exploring the trade market. And so I want to take some time to really assess the trade value of a lot of players on this team, or basically the whole roster. And so when you really look at it, let's start at the point guard position, right? So we have Kobe White, Alice Caruso. We also have Io DeSumo, Pat Bev, who is an unrestricted free agent. We can't sign, we can't use him in any trades. So it really leaves and brings us down to Alice Caruso, Io DeSumo through maybe a sign and trade market, and Kobe White through that same sign and trade market. Um, Carleek Jones is another point guard technically on the roster, but again, considering his deal, it's not really tradable. Um, as far well, I, I mean, you could throw it in an added salary, but it's not going to net you much back. So let's start off with Kobe White, right? And so Kobe White, who really has had a breakthrough season in a way, right? I wouldn't call it a breakout season; I'll call it a breakthrough season because he improved a lot of things on his game. Um, but you know, considering Kobe White's going to the the, the market and he could sign with any team. Outright, yes, the Bulls do have an opportunity to match, but you know the, the trade value that Kobe White has is not because of the value of the player. It's really because of the situation of the contract. Restricted free agency. It's really hard to work out double of uh, uh, work out signing trades as a restricted free agent because you only take back half the player's base salary in contract. So, meaning if Kobe did sign for fourteen million dollars, we only only seven million dollars of that would count towards salary matching with any other player. Yes, you can find especially if you can find a, a team with a younger maybe contract, you can find a contract at $7 million that you can, but it's not likely, right? So we're going to kind of move off of that. We kind of know what's go- the situation with Kobe White. And I think we kind of expect Kobe White to also just be re-signed. Io DeSumo, same situation, right? Half the base level compensation year, um, not much uh, going there. And I do think also with the season that he's had, he may have tanked that value a little bit uh, for Io DeSumo. So I'm not really assessing his trade value high. But the next up is Alice Caruso. Alice Caruso, probably more than any other player outside of Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, has the the highest trade value on this team. Now, we know we love Alice Caruso here. He is a Chicago Bulls type player. He's the type of player that we appreciate his defense, the way he gets deflections. Yes, 
He has not been able to shoot the ball well at all being a Chicago Bull, but he probably has the highest trade value outside of DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. And so because of that, the Bulls, at least around the trade deadline, it was rumored that they set the market for him at two first-round picks. Is that asking too much for Alex Caruso? Absolutely. But the Bulls, who don't necessarily want to trade Alex Caruso, but if you're going to pry pry him away from them, they're going to set that value extremely high. I actually respect that. Alex Caruso is probably the player on this Bulls roster that can net you the most back, like I said, outside of Zach and DeMar. And not to say that we want to see Alex Caruso leave, but it is to say that if the Bulls are looking to get the most value back for any contract that they send out, Alex Caruso absolutely could be on that list. And you look at teams like a Golden State, you look at teams maybe even like a Dallas who could be looking to just add as much talent as possible after the season they had and how that kind of went after they added Kyrie Irving. You know, maybe there is something to be said there. I think Alex Caruso's trade value, I'm going to put it at a B plus, And a lot of that is due to the Bulls just aren't going to take anything less than probably that two first-round picks or at least a first-round pick and a young player back for Alex Caruso. They have set that that trade value for him extremely high just because of how they value him on this team. He's a, he's, he has two years left on his contract at pretty a, a team-friendly salary cap number at that, so you're not getting him for just a one-year rental. Any team that would be trading for Alex Caruso is also getting uh, two years on him guaranteed, right, next season and the season after. And you're getting a player that defensively is just amazing. And, yeah, especially if you kind of already have your offense set and you don't need the shooting from Alex Caruso, he's going to have a lot of value around the league. He probably has the most trade value of any other player, like I said, outside of Zach and DeMar. Now, next, going down the list is Zach, right? We know Zach Levine, if the Bulls do decide to move off of Zach, um, they would just have to get a lot back just by the nature of the, the contract and the years he has left on his contract and his age, they would get a lot back for that. But I don't necessarily see the Bulls trading Zach and DeMar in the same offseason, but Zach has an absolutely high trade value if we were to decide to move him. And same thing with DeMar DeRozan. I think, yes, DeMar has only one year left on his deal. He's a veteran, but he's a veteran that you know exactly what you're going to get from night in and night out, basically. And if you are a a team that just needs a reliant score that's going to go out and get you points and you already have kind of a young core or even just a solid core, I could see a team like Miami. I could see a team like Dallas. I could see a team even maybe like Memphis, uh, especially if they don't re-sign Brooks, being interested in DeMar DeRozan. Him and Zach's trade value is is the the only A's on the team, and I think that's fair, right? And then you look at players like Patrick Williams, who – We know that the Bulls are not trading Patrick Williams, but I do think that enough teams still see the promise in Patrick Williams that that he has probably a a pretty high, probably around a BB minus trade value as well for Patrick Williams. And then Dalen Terry, right? I I don't see any world in which the Chicago Bulls include Dalen Terry unless they are getting a superstar level deal. And and that I don't think that they have the assets to really go out and get. But Dalen Terry... Considering he's still a rookie, still kind of an unknown commodity around the NBA, but a player that's shown some flashes and that you can see at the bare minimum, he's probably going to be a nice defensive wing for you. I'd say that he would have some pretty high trade value as well, but I don't see the Bulls being willing to move off him before they really even see what they have in Daylon Terry. And then players like Derek Jones Jr., Andre Drummond, those are kind of of players level that you include as add-ons in deals that would have to come with a bigger level deal. And Marco Simonovic has little to no trade value at all around the NBA. I don't think anybody's checking for Marco Simonovic. I don't know if I missed anybody in there. So basically what that 
that comes to say is that unless the Bulls are willing to do something monumental with really changing this team significantly and moving one of their not just core players but a key player to what they do, the Bulls on the trade market. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Isn't looking very likely. Now, I do think that they should explore trade value for everyone. And just to see what's out there, I've said it before, had a video last week. I do not see any player as untouchable on this roster. It just depends on the level of deal. We know this team isn't going for a rebuild. We know they're not blowing it all up. But that does not mean that they're not willing to retool through the trade market and really try to explore the trade value. Like I've said before, I'd be disappointed if AK isn't on the phone necessarily seeing what he can get back for DeMar DeRozan, seeing what if he can get those two first or maybe a young player for Alice Cruz. It really comes down to where do the Bulls want to go? And that's the, that is the biggest question in this, right? Is that in surveying and, and, and looking at this team and the talent level, does AK think he can add enough talent to this team to where we can be a, a playoff team? Not fighting for a playoff, play-in position, but, but an actual playoff team. Does he think he can make the necessary moves to get us to that level? Or does he think, hey, let's bet on some of our young guys. Let's, let's, let's have a season of not tanking by any stretch of the imagination, but let's have a season where we prioritize these guys to develop them. And then if things don't, if things don't go the way that we hope, we then own our own first-round pick outright in 2024. That's one of the biggest questions. But you know, let me know what you guys think on that down below. Um, it's going to be such an interesting offseason. They're really kind of looking at every different aspect as far as exceptions, uh, salary cap space, re-signing your players. Like, it is, it, while we, we like to think every season that the Bulls are going to be to add to this team, this may, may really be a year in which we, it may be a year in which we run it all back even more so than last year. And that, that is a scary proposition. Like I said, unless Jerry Reinsdorf is willing considering the Lonzo Ball situation, to really allow AK to kind of go into that luxury tax area. So we'll ultimately see. But let's also ask a question, right? The biggest question in this is, or not the biggest, but one of the bigger questions in this is, head coach Billy Donovan, and I asked this over on Locked on Bulls today, and I wanted to bring it over here as well, and that is with any change, right? Are we, are we sure or how confident as a fan base are we that Billy Donovan is going to adapt his system enough to any new players that we have in here. When you really look at the new players that we brought in last season, that's Andre Drummond, Goran Dragic, even if you want to say Carly Jones, uh, Pat Bev in the middle of the season, but he came in as the starting point guard. And I really won't say that the system changes. He was, uh, Pat Bev was able to run that system a little bit better. But with a offseason of change, how much do we, do we trust Billy Donovan to change his, his play style, to change the offensive and defensive schemes enough to where any new players are able to have an impact. One of my biggest gripes with Billy Donovan so far is that, yes, the in-game adjustments are definitely one, especially in crunch time against better coaches. Like, sometimes Billy Donovan just does not make the, the, the proper in-game adjustments, and then even if he is, they're not right, right? Sometimes, we, I know we question if he's making in-game adjustments. I would say he probably is making some more than what we think, but even then, it's, is it, it's not the right adjustments. It doesn't have the success that, that any coach would want. 
But in the offensive scheme specifically, when you hear AK talk about changing our shot profile, changing how many three-pointers we take, and that's not to say that we can't take, take more three-pointers, but really when you look at Billy Donovan's head coaching career, not just with the Chicago Bulls, he's never run an offense in which they take a lot of threes. He just hasn't done that, right? And so in a season where a lot of Bulls fans, me included, are saying, let's go and get some shooters. Let's add a 3 and D wing. Let's add a big that can stretch the floor. A big question has to come to the coach that this front office bet on, the coach that they gave an extension to, with even more weapons, how, how much do we think he's going to actually change, right? As long as DeMar DeRozan is on this team, and again, this is not an indictment on DeMar DeRozan, the player, but as long as Billy Donovan has that safety valve of DeMar DeRozan, I, for one, don't see the, the, the shot profile of us changing a lot. Maybe I, I would love to be proven wrong on that. But with the way that Billy Donovan runs his offense and that he has his ball-dominant players, that he allows everything to kind of go through, we don't put the ball in the point guard's hands in the half court, Pat Bev forced a little bit of that, and I like that. But even when we had Lonzo, Lonzo wasn't really operating as a point guard, a, a traditional point guard in the half-court offense. It was DeMar DeRozan that everything was going through, right? We don't run half-court sets for Nikola Vucevic a lot. We, do, we run him on post-ups, yeah, sometimes, but it's never throughout the whole game, even when Vooch is cooking, right? Zach Levine, one of the best catch-and-shoot players in the NBA. We didn't run very many catch-and-shoot opportunities for him at all, even in the second half of the season when he was playing better, right? And this is not to blame everything on Billy Donovan. That's not, that's not to say that it is, because it's not. We have an unbalanced roster, and it is up to AK and Eversley to find a way to balance out this roster in a more meaningful way that is absolutely up to that front office to do. But once that happens, right, we got, we had potentially one of the better backup bigs in the NBA last season. Didn't use him. We have Patrick Williams, who has shown an ability to run some offense, right? And he's more engaged offensively when he does so. But even in moving him to the bench, didn't really happen too often. Now, a lot of that was because Kobe White was cooking last season. So I'll give it to him on that. But if you really look back at even last season when Kobe White wasn't having the playmaking ability that we saw this season, wasn't, you know, didn't grow as a passer and a dribbler like he did this season, Billy Donovan was still running a lot of things through Kobe White if you go back and look at that. And that makes sense, right? But it didn't really what that wasn't really a change. Kobe White progressed, but it wasn't really a change in Billy Donovan's system. Kobe was just better prepared and grew enough to make it look a little bit better. So it just a lot. Now, and again, I want to make sure that I don't try to put everything on coaching because everything isn't on coaching in this. And it's just not everything is not on coaching, but a lot of it is. And I don't have very much faith in head coach Billy Donovan. Um, and hopefully that's restored next season. Hopefully it is. Hopefully we see Billy growth from not only the players, but we do see growth from our head coach and Billy Donovan with a better overall roster and a more balanced roster and hopefully a roster with more shooting and Billy Donovan's system goes a little bit better, right? But the defensive adjustments, the, the, the yeah, you can only use Vooch and drop coverage. It's primarily how he's going to operate and it is what it is there. But in really a, a, a league that has moved on into, you know, shooting a lot of threes, right? And not only just shooting the volume, but like hitting a lot of them. Billy Donovan has just not shown enough in his offensive philosophies throughout his coaching career that leads me to believe that he's going to necessarily adapt to that. I see a lot. I see. I, I, I worry that if we add a 3 and D shooter, that that shooter would end up just turning into a spot-up shooter standing in the corner. And for those that don't know, running three-point plays and just someone standing in the corner waiting to, to take shots off the dribble or catch a shoot is a lot 
different of a scenario than actually running an offensive set to try to get an open three-point shot. And that's kind of where I have some issues with Billy Donovan. But you guys can let me know what you guys think on everything down below. That's it for the daily episode today of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.